Bidzy Small Business Society number 101. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Welcome to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am joined by Claire Liu, Claire is the CEO of Know Your Company, where she has helped over 10,000 people at companies like Airbnb and Kickstarter. Her mission in life is to help people become happier at work, and her software revolves around doing exactly that by asking the right questions to identify blind spots and finding answers. Now, let's get into more detail and find out more about Claire Liu and Know Your Company. Welcome, Claire. Can you first tell us more about yourself and what projects you're working on today? Yeah, sure thing. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Rob. Yeah, well, I guess I'll first start with a little bit about Know Your Company uh, as a product. So uh, what it is is a software tool that, as you were saying, helps business owners ask the right questions so that they can really get to know their companies better. And what we do is we specifically work with companies that have about 25 to 75 employees, so smaller companies, that's who the product tends to work the best for. And it's really uh, in helping a CEO overcome growing pains. So for example, if you you know started your business, maybe you originally have two, three people and you know you know everyone really well. obviously they're typically you know your close friends, you start to hire a few more people and then a few more and then a few more and you Hopefully, start to right? hit yeah, <laughs> I mean if things start to go well, um, and then you, you hit a, a certain number for a lot of companies, it's this interesting breakpoint at 20 or 25 employees, but sometimes it does come sooner, especially if you are running a remote company and something really interesting starts to happen, which is as an owner, uh, having been previously so hands on and so in the weeds of knowing what your employees think, uh, what they're working on every week and just feeling personally connected to them, that starts to fade at around 2025 employees. And if you're someone who's built your business caring really deeply about your employees and who believes that, okay, really my employees are the greatest competitive advantage and asset that I have to running my business, I mean, it's tough. (laughs) 
And it results in a lot of growing pains of you as a business owner trying to make business decisions but not knowing, well, what do my employees actually think? Do they want these you know, benefits? Do they like the vision that I've set out for the company? You know, how do they actually feel? And typically for a lot of CEOs, they don't find out uh, what their employees really think until it's too late. Until that employee has left the company, and even when the employees left the company, they don't even get the truth of understanding, well, what could have been better? Or what could have I communicated more? What could have we done? And that's the most insane thing in small growing companies is that as a CEO, you start to feel like you're always the last to know something. And so that's what we really help with is uh, helping business owners who are going through that growth and struggling with that question of, you know, why am I always the last to know? And does that have to be the case? I like that you said your employees and, you know, essentially the customer service that those employees are going to give to your customers is the competitive advantage in a landscape where we can essentially get everything in or we can get one specific thing in a multitude of different places. So what is going to be that competitive advantage? So It's interesting, yeah, that you um, that you kind of gravitated to that point because I think it's it's really tempting as a business owner and I'm sure, you know, for yourself, Rob, as you, you know, run your own business, you can look at your business and think about, yeah, what am I doing to make sure that we're ahead, that we're being innovative, um, you know, that we're serving our customers in the best way possible. And a lot of times uh, as a business owner, uh, at least this is the case with me, is my knee-jerk reactions to the answer to that are things like, oh, well, it's going to be this marketing initiative or it's going to be this new product feature or, uh, you know, something about the business itself when really, when you think about it, the one thing that is uh, you cannot replicate in any other company are the people who you're working with and the talents and experiences and skills that they bring. And that that execution by those people who you're working with, that's really what puts you out ahead. That's really what helps you, you know, to be able to accomplish your vision. You know, it's that whole thought that, you know, ideas are only, what is it? It's like ideas are like 1% and 99% is execution, something like that. You know, that quote that goes like that. (laughs) Um, So in that sense, you know, when you think about execution, you know, what does that come down to? It comes down to people. Uh, So investing in your people, making sure they feel heard uh, and respected and that they're doing meaningful work, that's everything. Sure. The people are going to be truly the difference maker. Now, some of those questions that, you know, CEOs are going to be asking of their businesses, uh, does it all revolve around their employees or what other questions should they be asking about themselves? That's such a great thing to bring up. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's in three different areas uh, that we found that most business owners typically don't have as many insights uh, around that they would like. And so uh, one of these areas is uh, kind of as you were you know, alluding to is just about the business itself. So what do employees think about um, the culture, the vision, uh, you know, the benefits that you're offering? Uh, so that's one area of question or yeah, one area that we ask questions around. Um, and so questions in this area might be something like, um, is there anyone in the company you'd like to apprentice under? Or do you think we're the right size as a company? Or have we been all talk and no action on anything lately? And so you'll notice that these questions to get at these insights into the company itself are really specific. Uh, and they're pretty, um, yeah, they're pretty keyed in. And, and uh, you know, we've actually, we've tested these, these questions across hundreds of companies to come up with them. 
Um, and so, Sounds yeah, like it'd be quite an expose. Too, <laughs> it's, you know, it's really revealing because, um, most you're, you know, as a business owner, you're often just too busy to even think of these sorts of questions in the first place. And, you know, asking the right question is really the key to unlocking the right answer, right? So you know, people ask all the time, Claire, how do you get the best feedback? Well, you have to ask the right question. So asking questions around uh, the company itself, but making sure that they're very specific, um, like the ones that I, you know, I listed there, uh, is, is one, one area um, that we recommend, you know, business owners ask questions about. The other area is uh, on something that's pretty simple, but it's something that almost every business struggles with doing, which is knowing what everyone in the company is working on, on a high level every week. It's surprisingly a really difficult thing to do, especially if you've reached that 10-person breakpoint. Because typically how you usually get that information when you are uh, running a company is, you, you know, you hold an all-hands meeting and everyone goes around and, you know, maybe says a minute or so of what they're working on. And that works great when you're 10 people. But then you start to get to 12 people, 15 people, 20 people, and man, that meeting starts to run long. And, you know, it's like, ah, oh, I don't, you know, I'm kind of tuning out when this person talks, right? It's not very sustainable. And so uh, we actually help our companies with that specific uh, problem as well of how do I get everyone on the same page and provide some transparency and, and, and really bridge those silos that can pop up between teams, you know, when teams usually don't really know what's going on in the other, you know, half of the company, that sort of thing. How do we do that? Right. And so we actually ask, uh, what we call a heartbeat question to really get at this area. So, yeah. So as a business owner, you're going to want to ask questions around, you know, what is, what's my team working on this week? What do they want to uh, accomplish? And, you know, just on a high level, this isn't meant to get in the weeds. This is just, again, just to get everyone on the same page. So that's one area, second area. And then the third area is that we highly recommend that CEOs and business owners ask questions to their employees just to get to know them on a personal level. So we actually have a set of questions that we call social questions that are all purely just around asking things that are non-work related. So stuff like, you know, what's your favorite breakfast food or did you ever have a bad haircut as a kid? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So if you can imagine, you know, if you're in a 50 person company, maybe you have two offices say five people who are working remotely and you answer a question about, you know, what was your favorite, you know, band in 1992, you can imagine what kinds of responses might come, how people might laugh, find things they have in common. You know, they might talk about it over lunch. Um, it's amazing how finding those sorts of connections directly improves the quality of the relationships that, people have in the workplace. And on top of that, you know, what's really interesting, Rob, is there was actually a recent study that was done, I believe by Deloitte, I want to say, just a few months ago. Really interesting study, big study that they did with 33,000 employees that they interviewed. And one of the most, the, the, the key result from that survey was that one out of three employees did not trust their employer. Wow. One out of three employees. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? So one out of three employees felt like their employer did not have their best interest in mind, that their boss, you know, didn't really care about them. And, you know, there's this huge distrust, you know, between 
the boss, uh, you know, between employees and, you know, and their boss. And the study then went on to make a recommendation about, well, how do you, you know, bridge that trust, especially when you think that trust is the foundation for loyalty and it's the foundation for retention. So when you're thinking about turnover, when you're thinking about how do I keep, you know, my best people, well, if they don't trust you, well, (laughs) you know, how long do you think they'll, you know, end up staying? So solving this is huge. And the way that they recommended to solve it, the number one way that they recommended to solve it is they simply said that the business owner and the management team needs to get to know their employees on a personal level and start sharing things about themselves on a personal level as well. And so it's that social aspect that is so key to high-performing teams to just making sure also as you're growing your company that, uh, yeah, people are feeling welcome, that they're feeling heard, um, and that they just get along. So things run smoother. So yeah, for sure. So now let's talk. I want to talk more about your specific personal journey, but let's talk more about the software. Like this is software. So how much integration is required here by, say, a CEO who wants to get involved, uh, or is it just a standalone software that's going to work on its own? It is so easy to get going with Near Your Company. It's actually one of the biggest advantages of the tool is that there's almost no setup at all. So you can go to knowyourcompany.com. And just sign up for a free trial of the product. You can take it for a spin for two weeks, check it out, and then decide whether or not you want to actually buy it. But in the meantime, um, yeah, there's no nothing to set up. So it's just a very simple web application. And the way that it works is that it's actually primarily all based through email. So what we do is we send all of these questions through email. So this means there's, like I was saying, nothing you have to install, nothing you have to download. And for your employees, this means there's nothing they need to install as well or set up. In fact, because it's all running primarily through email, it means that your employees don't even have a password or anything they have to log into. There's no profile they need to create. There's no picture they, you know, none of that. It's just through their email. Um, So it's the simplicity and the ease of use that has been really wonderful for our customers and something they've benefited from. Um, And now there is a backend that you can log into as the business owner. Um, But in terms of how it works and the complexity of it, it's actually dead simple in terms of, yeah, just getting going. Yeah, sure. I would assume as uh, the owner of the business, you could go in and customize the questions, obviously. But it sounds like you found the path of least resistance here. And I think that's what we're looking for is uh, beauty in simplicity, right? Yes, absolutely. And you know what? It's interesting you mentioned that, um, you know, you... You, you know, you can obviously customize the questions, which absolutely you can do. Um, but to your point, you know, coming up with the questions is actually the hardest part. So we actually give you two years worth of questions, both the company questions and the social questions, uh, just because we know how hard it is to come up with the right question in order to get the feedback that you want. So that's definitely been also one of the biggest advantages of the tool for so our folks yeah, as well. Yeah, like you've got a database of questions that you know are going to get results is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. You know, over the past two and a half, almost three years, you know, in asking these questions, we've actually found what the top four questions are that our CEOs have found to be the most useful. So, uh, you know, I'm glad to share what those are uh, with folks here if, if that's helpful. I would love that. Go ahead, please. Yeah. yeah as much absolutely. value as we can extract from you today, Claire, is great. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, uh, it's, um, you know, it's amazing what kind of the power of, of data can do. 
So, you know, across over 200 different com uh, companies in over 15 countries, you know, these four questions have been uh, for them, the ones where they've gained the most insights. And the first one is one that I actually briefly mentioned earlier, which is asking your employees, do you think the company is the right size? So it's interesting. Yeah. And it's funny because if you can reflect as a business owner, it's like, huh, how many times have I asked that to my employees? Probably not often, which is okay. Totally fine. It's kind of an obscure question to ask. But the importance of asking that question around growth and around if the company feels like the right size is because if you are hiring quickly, the answer to that question around the right size of the company is going to reveal to you how your employees actually feel about the company's growth and hiring practices and turnover. You know, you'll get a really good quick read on, oh, are people uneasy with a lot of these changes or do they feel like the transition's going smoothly? Do they feel like you're growing too fast? So asking that question, do you think the company is the right size is a really nice indicator of how are people in your company handling that transition of growth? Um, so that's, that's the first question uh, we recommend asking. The second one is uh, asking, have you ever been afraid to suggest an idea at work because you thought someone might shoot it down? So this idea that you as a business owner want to be encouraging dissenting opinions, you want people to feel comfortable weighing in, but how do you create that kind of environment, right? How do you make sure that you're not fostering groupthink and that you know people uh, come to you with things that they see and, and innovative ideas um, and so the way to do that is just to address the issue head on and just to ask people, well, have you ever felt like you couldn't say something? Have you ever felt like, you know, you, you, you were afraid to, to suggest an idea because someone might shoot it down? And that'll really reveal to you whether or not people are holding back and whether or not you need to do some more digging to get those dissenting opinions. Yeah, for sure. Can I stop you here, Claire, just for a second and just say anonymity is probably very important as well in these answers. Is that right? So interesting you bring that up too, Rob, because I think that's a common assumption. And I think anonymity can work in some situations. However, I personally, I'm a big believer that anonymity actually really breeds a culture of distrust. And I've actually written a little bit about my thoughts on anonymity and, and anonymous feedback. I actually think it has some really negative unintended consequences, especially for small businesses. Uh, so the first is just that uh, anonymity, because uh, when you ask uh, for anonymous feedback, uh, the first thing an employee usually thinks when that happens is they'll go, oh, I bet it's not anonymous, truly. Or they'll go, uh, who's actually looking at these responses? And, you know, you plant a seed of doubt, even when you assure someone that it's uh, uh, anonymous, meaning that you're already creating uh, a sense of distrust, right? And not only that, then on the, um, you know, on your side as the business owner, you, you know, you send out an anonymous survey, you get the results back. And the first thing you'll think when you look through the results as they're anonymous is you'll think, I wonder who said this. <laughs> you know, it's just natural. It's human nature. And so it's fascinating. You actually perpetuate kind of what you didn't want to perpetuate, which is this guessing game. And then it creates a lot of suspicion. You, you know, you're like, oh, I bet it, you know, I can kind of tell who said this. So either way, you know, it just creates kind of this it's really icky feeling of distrust a lot you know, of times. In about 45 seconds, you converted me on, uh, you know, the reasons I wouldn't keep these <laughs> answers anonymous. <laughs> right, right. And here's the, and I'll give you one other big reason too why we're really not into anonymous feedback at New Your Company is that it makes it very difficult to act on anonymous feedback, um, which again, you don't really, you don't really realize until it happens. So for example, you'll get a piece of anonymous feedback and you're like, 
hmm, okay, that's really interesting. But the problem with this feedback is I have no clue what department it came from. I can't follow up with it. I have no idea what context this is in. So it just sits there and nothing happens. And we hear that from so many business owners who will come to us and tell us, you know, Claire, we ran so many anonymous surveys. They didn't work. I couldn't act on it. I had no clue where to even start. So we're coming to you guys. So, yeah, I think that's actually probably the biggest reason why anonymous feedback just I'm not a big fan is you, you can't really do much with it. Yep. So we digress. Uh, let's get yeah, back oh, to no, those sorry. four points. Uh, <laughs> sure. If you could continue with the second or go on to the third, Claire, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. no, the third. Yeah, I'll, I'll move on to the third. So the third question that, uh, you know, we, we always recommend the business owners that we work with to ask is, do you feel like you're spread too thin right now? And the reason this question is important is because you don't want your employees to feel burnt out. You know, no one does great work when their attention is spread thin or, uh, you know, people's stress and negativity can also rub off on other coworkers as well. And so you really want to keep a gauge on, you know, are people feeling really taxed right now? So you want to ask that question, identify that burnout and kind of nip it in the bud. So. Yeah, so that's the third question we recommend. And then the last question we recommend is a question uh, or asking a question about your company's vision. So specifically, the one we suggest is if someone were to ask you to describe the vision of the company, would a clear answer come to mind? And it's interesting, uh, before I... Uh, what was the CEO of Know Your Company, I actually ran my own consulting practice. So working with CEOs to help them get to know their employees better, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And one of the most common themes that came up from the work that I did uh, as a consultant is how much that a shared vision across the company, how difficult that was to achieve. And how do you actually create a shared vision in a company when really having a shared vision of what sort of world you want your product or your company to create, that's really the greatest motivator for an employee is to have a vision of that and for everyone to be on the same page with that vision. So yeah, that was something I observed in the consulting work that I did. And so it's one of the key questions we always recommend because a ton of insights will come out of asking that for your company. You'll, you know, you'll find out, okay, are we on the same page about this or not? You know, do people feel motivated by the things I want them to feel motivated by or are we misaligned? And so you'll want to get, gut check yourself on that as well. I think it's just great that you're telling us to ask these questions and asking tough or uncomfortable questions because we're really going to get some answers that we, again, we, we just don't know that are out there. We just don't know. We can't identify those problems. And Claire, we're talking to CEOs. We're talking to those business owners and you're giving us golden, golden, free, valuable <laughs> content that we can apply today in our businesses. If you could, in bullet point form, just outline those four questions again for us quickly. Yeah, of course. So the first one that I mentioned is, do you think the company is the right size? Have you ever been afraid to suggest an idea at work because you thought someone might shoot it down? Do you feel like you're spread too thin right now? And if someone asked you to describe the vision of the company, would a clear answer come to mind? So those are the four questions that have been most popular in Know Your Company and that, yeah, we recommend asking. Great stuff. I hope our listeners slow that down and take some notes and, again, apply this stuff to their businesses today. Now, Claire, I want to talk about some of your rewards in entrepreneurship. Why is it so great to be Claire Lou? <laughs> oh, boy, that's a weird question to ask. I don't know if I even feel comfortable answering that. Um, I don't, 
I don't know what it what makes it great to be me, but what I guess I can share uh, with you, Rob, is uh, what I find about the work that I do to be really fulfilling. Um, and that's simply just because of the people that I get to help. So, uh, about three years ago before I, um, yeah, before I was the CEO of know your company, um, and before I even started my consulting practice, uh, I was just an employee and I was an employee at a six person e-commerce company, uh, just outside Chicago and I was there for about a year and a half. And I'd started actually a company before that, but had now decided, you know what, it might be good for me to go work for someone. So this is my first experience working for another person. And it was, yeah, about a year and a half. And I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. <laughs> like and many reason, of us entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. And here's the interesting thing. The reason I hated it so much, though, Rob, I found out was because of this problem of feedback. So I firsthand felt this really interesting pain of wanting to give feedback to my CEO at the time, wanting to make some suggestions and uh, observations about things I thought could be better and just didn't feel comfortable sharing that. And I'm a really upfront person for the most part and typically don't have any problem sharing that sort of thing and for some reason just really struggled with it. And for the longest time, I thought it was, you know, maybe just me, maybe I'm, you know, a disgruntled employee and I'd get over it. And uh, some time went by and I realized, okay, well, no, maybe this is a, a systemic problem within organizations as a whole. I was actually a uh, learning and organizational change major in college and so had known that there was some uh, academic literature and studies that had been done around this topic. So I started to dig into it and realized, yes, okay. This isn't just me. This is actually my coworkers at this company that I met. This is actually my friends. You know, this is my parents and their jobs. You know, this is everywhere. <laughs> and it's in every company, six-person company, 60-person company, 600-person companies, you know, who's doing anything about this, right? So that experience, you know, being an employee, feeling frustrated, feeling like your voice doesn't matter, feeling like you could be helping to move the company forward and do meaningful work, but just, you know, not not having anywhere to, to go to, to share any of that information, that feeling, that is what drives me every single day. I, I remember <laughs> that feeling every single day and have really made it my, my goal and in many ways my life's work to just help people who have felt that way and help leaders who are leading companies and don't know that they're even creating those sorts of situations because a lot of times it's unintentional because it's just really hard to run a company and especially when you're growing. Um, but to help people who are in those situations and just to, um, yeah, just to help people not feel the way that I did at work. Like I know how that felt. I know how much I hated and dreaded going to work every day because of it. So that's what motivates me. That's what I find most rewarding is when I can actually accomplish that. When I have CEOs who will email me and say, Claire, you know, your product has had such a tremendous impact on our company. It's the most valuable tool I use as a business owner. You know, when I have employees who will come up to me at conferences that I speak at and say, you know, we use Know Your Company and I can't tell you, you know, how much it's meant to our culture, to me staying at the company. I mean, that's what really, that's what really does it for me. That's what's the most rewarding part is to know that you felt a problem and have been able to solve that same problem for other people in some meaningful way. Sounds extremely rewarding. Now, Claire, for those employees that might be working at a company that do not have the benefit yet of working with Know Your Company, what would you suggest to them if they're feeling handcuffed like the way you did? 
Oh boy. Great, great question. It's tough. Um, you know, the greatest recommendation that I can say is to find some time, uh, if you're open to it, to reach out to a, a manager or a CEO or a business owner and say something to them or write an email and say, hey, you know, could I maybe get 30 minutes of your time, schedule a coffee with you and set up a time to talk. That's the first thing to do. You know, if you're looking to kind of bring up an issue or suggest to them, hey, I think we should be starting to think about feedback more in the company is you want to set up a time. You don't want to ambush anyone. No one likes to be unprepared for, uh, you know, a, a bigger conversation. So set up a time with them. Um, and then once you set up the time uh, to talk is to make it really about what are the goals that you're trying to achieve in the company. Don't make it about you. You know, make it really clear what your intention is and what the goals that you're trying to achieve. You know, you want to have, you know, you're thinking, you know what, I care so much about this place. The culture is the reason why I came. And therefore, I was thinking, you know, having more channels of feedback would be just a great way to further enrich, you know, our, our already strong culture, right? So just make it really clear why you're doing it, um, you know, being very transparent again about um, where you're coming from. Uh, another thing that you'll also want to do, you know, aside from just making that intention really clear is, you know, also say, hey, and, you know, this isn't just me trying to give you feedback. Like, I want to hear what I can be doing better in my role, too. Like, what could I be doing to give more feedback more regularly? Do you feel like, you know, my team doesn't do that? Do you feel like I could be doing that better, right? So not just asking something of your CEO, but offering something, too. You know, meet someone halfway in the middle. And then the last thing that I always suggest, too, is just to... Uh, share with, you know, your CEO or your manager who you're speaking with and let them know that this is only just your opinion. Because for a lot of business owners, I mean, their business <laughs> is their baby. <laughs> and so uh, it's very easy for a business owner, uh, especially if they've had a really long and tired day for she or he to, to get defensive. And you, you want to avoid that. And so one way to do that and to kind of ease the tension that might uh, seem to, to creep up is to say, hey, you know, I, I do want to be clear that this is just my opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I could be way off, but I wanted to, you know, share these thoughts with you regardless, just for the sake of transparency. But again, just make it clear that this is you, just your one person's opinion. And then look, you just get you got to put yourself out there and just have that conversation, right, Claire? Exactly, and that's and that's the thing too. It's the thing that I really wish Rob that I would have known. Four years ago when I was uh, an employee working at that company, I wish I would have known that no one is going to speak up for you. And the only way your CEO is going to know what you, you know, how you feel is if you say something and there is a way to say it. Will they listen? Will they be receptive? Who knows? Honestly, who knows? But at the end of the day, only one way to find uh, out, right? There's only one way to find out. And the thing that I, that I just did not keep in mind four years ago is that you cannot control another person's reaction. In fact, you can't even really influence it. So it's all out of your hands. So really all you can do is just control yourself, control what you put out and your intent, you know, into the universe or towards that person. And then it's up to them to decide how they're going to handle it. And you can just do your part, right? And you just want to make sure you do your part in, in putting and packaging that information there to them well. So, yeah, that would be my advice. Again, more great advice. Thank you, Claire, for that. Now, in the interest of time, I'm going to be jumping around here towards the end. So the next question is this. Do you love to win or hate to lose and why? 
<laughs> Another tough question, Rob. <laughs> so I'm going to spin this one around too because I don't, you know, I'm a really competitive person when it comes to like foosball uh, or like video <laughs> I games. I love actually, foosball too. You wow. know, it's, I, I actually refuse to play like we golf because I get so competitive. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to business, I actually almost have an opposite um, feeling. I mean, I don't, there's no lack of, of urgency or ambition. Um, but what I find is that when you think of scenarios uh, as a win-lose situation, especially as you think of other players in the market or you think about, you know, um, the, the strategic moves you're trying to make, it can actually really hinder your decision-making ability and you can kind of make uh, decisions for the wrong reasons. Um, like you're trying to anticipate someone else or the market when in fact a lot of those uh, – those, um, you know, opponents that you've created in your met, your head or, or you've just created in your head. Um, and so the way that I try to think about it more is I try to just think about the customer because at the end of the day, they are the person that you are serving. They're the person that is paying you. And so the only question that we always ask isn't, isn't so much, you know, like winning and losing and how can we make sure that your company wins or avoid loses, you know, avoids, avoids losing, but more so what are we doing to solve this problem for our customers? Are we doing that? Are we upholding our promise? You know, what are the better ways that we can solve the problem? Because if we can solve the problem for them, I mean, you know, it, that's in a lot of ways a win-win, right? You, they obviously pay us, and then we obviously add tremendous value, uh, you know, to their lives, which is the reason I got into this in the first place. So, yeah, I don't know if that, <laughs> you know, entirely answers your question. Um, but my sort of take on it. I think it does. And I'm glad you use the word value because if you're creating that value for your customer, clearly you've won and so have they. Now, Claire, what are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Give our listeners something actionable here. <laughs> well, so what I personally do is I actually love to paint. Uh, I do quite a bit of painting um, after a long day to, to wind down. Um, but what I would say for people who, you know, aren't into painting or aren't, aren't into art is just do something that is almost the opposite of what you do during, uh, your daytime hours. So, you know, for a lot of us, and for me in particular is I'm in front of a screen a lot of times, right. Or I'm on the phone talking to people or I'm out at a conference, you know, interfacing with a lot of people or customers. And so I, I try to get away from that to wind down. Uh, you know, be outside, you know, uh, do something, yeah, with my hands. So painting, um, but that would be my recommendation or just, I don't know, something that's worked for me is, uh, just kind of do the opposite and, um, yeah, let, give your mind kind of that space to, to do something different. Yeah. Just harness the power of other areas of your brain, I think, right? Right. Exactly. Now let's boil this thing down, Claire. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about asking the right questions, not only about their businesses, but about themselves on their journey to success? You know, I would say that asking the right question comes down to two things. One, it has to, it comes down to your intent behind it. So you have to want to really know what the answer is to the question before you even ask it. So that's Good or bad, right? Exactly. And sometimes that's the hardest thing, especially, I mean, even as a business owner, as you ask yourself questions of, uh, you know, oh, you know, why am I doing this? Or, oh, do I want to make this, you know, s specific move? Uh, a lot of times uh, it can be easy to uh, not really want to know the answer and so not dig very far to find the answer. And same thing with asking questions to your employees. It can be scary to ask some of these questions because, I mean, let's face it, it's sometimes hard to hear. But the thing you have to keep in mind, uh, especially, you know, when you do 
think about asking for feedback and asking questions to your employees is regardless of whether or not you want the answers, regardless of whether or not you'll like the answers, the fact is those answers, what they are thinking, the content of their suggestions, their thoughts, their emotions, all that, that all still exists whether or not you actually know about it or ask about it. It's there. And so the question is, are you willing to want to ask to find those things out in the first place? Are you willing to want to know those things in the first place? Um, so that would be the, fir- the, you know, the, the first thing that I would um, suggest. And then the second is uh, the best questions are the ones that are the most specific. So you'll notice all the Know Your Company questions that I recommended you know, here today, they all hone in on something very precise. You know, they ask someone to reflect about a specific moment um, or a specific uh, task or thing. And that's something that really helps someone who answers a question. If you ask a broad general question, you're going to get a broad general response. You ask someone, you know, how's it going? They're going to tell you it's fine. Versus, could you tell me one thing that we could have done better last week? You know, all of a sudden you time box it to last week and you ask them to pick out one thing and it's so much easier to respond to that. And you're going to get so much uh, more of a precise answer uh, because of it. And so, yeah, that would be, those would be my two suggestions is to know why you're asking the question and, and, and want to ask questions and know the answers and then two, to ask specific questions. And Claire, I'm thinking to myself, these complaints and perceived negative feedback, they're just such a great opportunity for business owners to improve too, right? Absolutely. I, you know, the way I like to think about it is that the best business owners, the best leaders, you know, the people who we look up to and, and admire, the best bosses that you know we've all had, are people who uh, aren't, uh, did not avoid mistakes or never, you know, aren't people who you know were just impervious and invincible to to any sort of mishap, but rather it's people who were vulnerable leaders who chose to admit when something was their fault, something, you know, was, had been overlooked, um, or something that they just weren't doing well. And, uh, then went about and did something and fixed it. I mean, that's true leadership is, you know, being accountable for, uh, your actions and for the people you're leading. Love it so much. Now, Claire, you've given us such great content here. This has been an absolute blast. If people want to learn more about you and more about your business, how can they connect with you? Sure thing. So please be sure to visit our website at knowyourcompany.com. And then you can email me anytime. It's just claire at knowyourcompany.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at CJ. L-E-W-23. I always love hearing from people. So thanks so much for having me, Rob. Claire, you've been so generous. Thank you for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thanks. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at bidzy.com. 
Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.